0: thanks for showing up again we'll open up the questioning uh front row left Dave Biddle 24 7 sports hi Ron I know you said after the game you weren't sure about the severity of Mayans injury how much can you tell us about that is it serious Is it long
1: term um so I think what we got to do is is stick to the policy with the injuries <laughs> we've kind of gotten loose with that and uh that's that's my fault I think we got to go back to the availability report you know that we um you know, we kind of built our policy last year and and so it's um because w- once I start going down the road with one person, then it goes to somebody else. And I just think that it's the right thing to do to protect the players. Um, that being said, um, you know, on set, that was a very strange thing that happened. He was over by the sideline. And um, when he got to the sideline, uh, the chain screw didn't drop the, the chains. So his his hand and his arm got caught up in the, the, the chain marker. Um, and, you know, he got banged up. And so... Um, you know, i don't really have an update on them because i, I feel like once i give an update they don't want i got to give it on somebody else but um but i guess the best thing i can say is it's not serious
0: running backs um help obviously winning the game is the most important thing this week how yep. important is it to get chip and down some some game reps this week if possible yeah i want to
1: get all those guys healthy you know i, I feel like you know when mayan has been out trey's kind of been out and vice versa and and so you know we're looking for a um you know, a full group in, in that unit because we're going to need these guys here down the stretch in November. So, um, you know, they've done some good things, but, you know, we're going to need them all. And to your point, it'd be really nice to get, you know, down and, and, and chip out in the field and get them some work as well. But, um, but they've been practicing well and they deserve to get on the field. Uh, but I'm looking forward to having all those guys roll, uh, ready to roll for us
2: follow up on that are they supposed to drop, drop the chains there was there something that didn't happen correctly with the chain gang yeah
1: yeah anytime anytime you know somebody goes over there you know they're there they're to, they're to drop the chain so um you know and, and they put mine in a tough spot there
0: yeah coach the first playoff ranking comes out tonight uh will you watch it um do you think the buckeyes should be in the top four
1: uh, I will not watch it. I'll be at practice, and if I'm not at practice, we'll be watching the film, uh, getting ready for Northwestern. Um, do I think we deserve to be in the top four? Absolutely. Um, do I think it, it matters all that much right now? No. Uh, what matters is beating Northwestern. Uh, deep right, Jeremy Birmingham, Rivals. Ryan, uh, forgive me if I stumble through this. I'm trying to word it correctly. But how much
0: during the course of a game like Saturday do you, as far as play calling the others, have to measure – what you need to do to win the game that you're in versus what you want to accomplish and be ready for potentially bigger games and season goals later.
1: Yeah. When you go to Penn state, the number one goal is to win a game. Uh, that's it. Period. And, um, very, um, you know, impressed with just how, how well we took care of the ball in that game. When you win the turnover battle four zero in a game like that, uh, your chances of win winning schematically go through the roof and that's our plan to win. And when you're in those matchup games, um, you know, we, we focus on three things. One, play great defense. How do you play great defense? Um, you run the football and stop the run. Uh two, uh th- turnover battle. And three is scoring touchdowns in a red zone. Four is special teams and winning the special teams battle. So um there were some areas I thought we did a really good job of, some other ones that we gotta clean up, but um but no, I mean, when you take care of the ball the way we did and then turn it on in the fourth quarter, I thought that was excellent. Uh, there's some things certainly we want to clean up and do better. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, it comes down to execution. Um, and we've got to do a better job of that. And, um, you know, we know that if we want to get to where we need to go in terms of our goals, then we'll have to keep building on that. But uh, But, again, like you said, I think you have to measure, you know, when you're in a game like that, you know, the amount of risk. You know, you can say, well – you know, throw it every down and then the ball gets tipped and all it takes is a couple turnovers and as you can see what happens so um you know when it's time to put the pedal to the metal like we did i thought we did a great job of that and um and so we just keep growing and keep building right
2: Spencer Holbrook, along those same lines i think you guys were 100 non-registered and under centered how do you balance doing what you guys do and doing it well versus making sure that you're not showing too many tendencies or
1: two? Well, I think uh, when we were in the pistol, we were in the pistol five times. And um, four out of those five um, were efficient runs. So we were efficient 80% of the time in pistol runs. So I think the question probably is, why don't we run the ball more in the pistol? Uh,
0: Third row, uh, right. uh, Cameron T. Robinson, the athletic off that, it looked like you guys ran the ball pretty well in the second half. Even taking away Trayvon's big run, I Mitch had a good run again. You guys were a little more successful. successful then. Was there something that changed in that second half compared to that first half?
1: I just think I think we 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 um, got into the rhythm of the game. I think anytime you're um, in a game like that, there's there's a, there's a feeling of you want to wear the opponent down, and I think we got that going, and I think we got some tempo going, and. Um, and I think you felt that a little bit in that game, you know, and I, I kind of felt that the week before too in the Iowa game, you know, it was those, listen, these, these are good big 10 defenses that make you work and challenge you and stop the run. And, you know, we're not all of a sudden just going to go past happy. We're not doing that. You know, we're going to be balanced. And, and when it's time to go, we go. Um, but, you know, when you're playing with a good defense too, um, it, it, it's a different feel as well. You know, you're in these, these matchup games and, um, and no, I, I felt like, you know, in the fourth quarter there, if it kept going, we could have kept going too. You know, it would have been that way. And uh, when you look at the games against Penn State over the years, it's kind of played out that way, you know, where we really, um, you know, won the game in the fourth quarter. So uh, that was the recipe. That was what we talked about going into the game. Uh, we, we had a, an idea it would be just like that, and that's the way it turned out.
0: Trevor rivals, right. 97.1 the fan. It seems from the outside like your team has done a good job of taking that win the moment mentality and not taking anything for granted. So I know that what the answer is to this really, the next three weeks are not the toughest games on your schedule. And you know, what's at the fourth week there Mm -hmm. you have other distractions with playoff and all that stuff coming out now. Do you change at all? Do you, are you going to discuss one week at a time more? How do you manage this stretch when you know, it's not as significant necessarily as November
1: 26th? Yeah. Well, um, I think the first thing is that we've always said it's about us. So why does that change this week? It doesn't matter. Um, last week going into, going into Penn State, it was about us. It was about our preparation. I think that's the first thing. So if that's the case, then let's just focus on us and getting better. Um, I think the second thing is, you know, you have to continue to do what you're doing and get better every week. If you don't, not only do you show weakness, but you set yourself up for problems down the road. And I think that when – um, you know, you have a problem or you lose a game. Maybe it's something you did that week, but maybe it's something you did the weeks leading up to it. So for us, you know, our goals are still our goals. And if we don't maximize every single minute of the day this week, then it doesn't matter. And um, I mean listen, you know, it's a Big Ten matchup. It's on the road. You know, Fitz does an unbelievable job. I know maybe they don't have the record that they want to, but we got to go play football. And, you know, we want to Play at a high level. That's that's the goal here. So, it again really shouldn't matter who we're playing against, and and the competitive stamina is exactly what we talked about at the beginning of the season, and we'll continue to reiterate that this week.
0: You say that it's it's about us. How do you evaluate a a Tuesday to tell you that no matter who you play on Saturday, that that's showing
1: up? I think it starts with energy. I think it starts with um, you know how guys are running. I think how guys are hitting the pad level. Um, the juice in practice, uh, and then I think it's the execution. So I mean, if you if you look at the energy and you look at the execution, you know, at the end of the day, you can kind of check that box. I thought we had good practice last week, and that doesn't need to, that, that. can't change this week. It doesn't matter. The focus has to be on us. So we'll look at those two things.
0: Uh, 4 middle, uh, Tony Gurman, Buckeye Health, Ryan. Why didn't you run the ball the Pistol festival? <laughs> <laughs> Um, different question if that's okay yeah. um did you look and see any consistent reason for the of games
1: yeah the, the 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 crowd noise certainly was an issue um in the red area um we were trying to check a couple plays and um and, and because of all the communication issues right there uh, we could have done it a lot faster uh, one of them early in the game i checked the play um and I shouldn't have done that early. It was loud. It was crazy. So that's on me. Um, on the, the 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 false starts down there, uh, which seemed to be more of the issue than it was the, the delay game, um, what was happening was you know, we were tapping the center once we were ready. And, and then Luke would give the indicator, and then we'd snap the ball. Well, on both of those plays, the nose guard jumped off sides. Well, Cade Stover's looking down at the ball to... See when this, when he's gonna you know go block the def- the, the linebacker who's blitzing off the edge in a zero pressure. So he's looking in at the ball, but he's got to go block this guy coming off the edge in a zero pressure in this type of environment. And both times when that guy jumped into the neutral zone, he jumped. Oh, quite honestly, I, I thought that that's a penalty on the defense. But the rule says that only the guys that are directly across from the guy who jumped in the neutral zone have protection. So if they move, then it's a um, it's offsides. They're in the neutral zone. But if it's somebody that's not lined up adjacent to that guy, the false start on the offense. So you can see how that's difficult on Cade. And I do not I not don't blame Cade. That's kind of a unique situation, um, especially when he's off the ball, you know, because we, we put him in the hip position there. So he's trying to look around, I think, Paris or Dewan looking in at the ball in that environment, trying to block this guy over here. And then the guy jumps and he flinches just a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's what happened there. So these are the type of things that when you're on the road happen. You know, people say, well, it's a tough environment to play. That's just one example of things that come up.
2: Ryan, uh, two weeks now, you've had the same sort of cornerback rotation with, with Cam out. How have you felt like that's maybe taken a step forward? Obviously, Iowa didn't throw the ball a ton, Penn State much more. How have you liked what you've gotten there?
1: Yeah, I, I thought uh, Penn State um, you know, played well receiver. Uh, and they made some good plays, but I thought we were there again. And I thought that uh, the, the, the corner play was better. Um, certainly some things that we want to get better at, but uh, looking forward to getting Cam back. But at the same time, good to see Jordan Hancock get back in there. Good to see JK getting more reps under his belt. Good to see Denzel getting into a little bit of a rhythm. Um, there's certain things that we got to get better at, but they're starting to get to play more and more. And that was really the first full game we've played on defense. Uh, even the Notre Dame game, I think was the under 50 plays. So um great to see all those guys get a bunch of reps. And the more they play, the better they're going to be.
2: And it's not just passing yards, and receiving yards that you guys look at when you're evaluating how each guy played. It's beyond the standard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Everybody has a different uh, grading system on how they grade their players. But we also don't want to give up yards. So, yeah, I mean, that's something we look at, too. I mean, we're proud and and what we do. But, but yeah, I mean, if you're there and – a guy makes an amazing catch, you know, you get a minus if you're there and you get beat by two steps and a guy drops it, you know, you still get a minus, you know, so you have to make the play. And um, so I think if that's what you mean, like in terms of yards or thing, you know what's going on in the game, yeah, we still grade it according to what we see.
2: Uh, right next door, Andy Anders, Buckhead yeah. Sports Bowl. Uh Yes, Ryan. It seems like some of the more outside hitting runs were a bit more efficient in the start of the year. I mean, uh, Travion's big run came on a run that hit right up the middle mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, is it something that defenses are doing different or a difference in execution? What's what's made that difference?
1: I think um, when you look at uh, each of them, they're a little bit different. Um, each style of team that we play has a different style up front. Um there were certainly some runs that we could have blocked better. Uh, There were some runs that were blocked very well. So, um, you know, we just got to continue to work at it and and swing at it and get more efficient at it. But, um, you know, there's nothing in there that's just glaring like, oh, my God, we can't run the ball outside or we can't block these guys or, um, you know, we can't read the hole. I mean, you know, it sounds kind of like loser talk, but it's true. It was kind of one guy in each play, but that, that's how it works in football. And so uh, we can clean it up and we have to clean it up to get uh, more efficient early in the game um, because that's when it's at, at its hardest, especially the first first down. That's always the hardest. Once we get going, usually we do okay. Too many three and outs, and we could have done a better job early in the game. I thought we got some real good movement late in the game.
0: Second rule left, uh, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. top Obviously, you guys have had a lot of success when you guys go tempo, um, especially that last drive when TJ hit tomorrow, we hit Temeca, and then you guys score on that. But you can't do that every time, obviously. for the, how, What are you gauging when you want to go fast like that versus when you want to slow things down and maybe be more check
1: with me? Well, I think it's a tool, and I think you've seen when we've kind of relied on that all the time, then we get into a situation where short yardage, red zone, different situations, we've come up a little dry. Um, when we don't have that, then you can get a little stagnant. So having the ability to change tempos, get in and out of personnel, do those types of things are tools that you need to go win these games. And in that, that moment, you know, you saw a lot of different things that, that on offense we did, you know, we were spread out, we were throwing it, we got into big sets when we had to, you know, four minute goal line. Um, we had a third down and one that we didn't convert that, you know, I've, I've still haven't gotten over, but, um, but, you know, I think you're seeing a little bit of that diversity. And so, I think it's the most efficient when you use it as a tool, when a changeup. Then it's something you do all the time.
0: Third round left. Dan Holmes Ryan uh, Tyleek Williams played, you know, a bigger role on Saturday. He made some big plays. Is there something you saw from him, maybe in the week leading up to that, that trusted you guys to play him in a bigger role? Yeah. Well,
1: we played 80 plays on defense, so anytime you play that many, you know, we're going to rotate anyway. So he's going to get reps. Um, but I thought his—he's been practicing better. You—you've heard that come out of the defensive room. You've heard it from Larry now uh, that he's been practicing better. And, and then the fourth down play that he had was excellent. The sack that he had, had was excellent. Uh, I think that uh, Larry did a nice job in that game of rotating those guys, especially when they were playing with a little bit of tempo, play four and five, wholesale change, four fresh bodies, sack. I mean, uh, I think that makes a huge difference when you can do that. Um, and uh, Tyreek is very talented, but I think he's really learning the game more and more every week. Um, but I, I, think that whole room had a great day, but I, one thing I, I recognized, uh, after the first third down catch to Marvin on the sideline, I think Tyleek was right there with Tehran and those guys. And they were like pointing first down and they were like up on the sideline. There was just a great energy on that sideline and they, they were leading the way on it. And certainly, you know, you saw what those guys did, but it started with their attitude. And that makes a difference when you're on the road, when you're positive and you're leading.
0: Take bench the lantern. Yeah, hey Ryan, I wanted to ask you a little bit of a non football
2: question just with November now. Campus gets busy with election season and whatnot. Just uh, how often do you see your players maybe nowadays be politically aware, maybe use their platforms? I'm not sure how often NIL
0: maybe plays a part in it, but uh, how often do you see your players maybe get politically? Um
1: uh, I think it happened more um, you know during the presidential election than it did um, you know, in between. Uh, and I think maybe more in the off season than during the season. Um, but our guys are very educated and and they have strong opinions. but I think the thing that's great about the game of football is you have guys in that room from all kinds of different backgrounds. You have guys from the islands, you have guys from different parts of the world, Australia, Germany, Seattle, um, you know the west coast, east Coast, um, Texas, Florida, you have guys from the farm, you got guys from inner city, you have guys from country clubs all over the place. But they're all in that room together with all kinds of different backgrounds. But I think the thing that I've really learned to appreciate is they, they really do appreciate where other guys are coming from, um, whether it's political beliefs or just backgrounds in general. And um, they do share. And I think it's neat. I think that's what's special about the game of football.
2: Uh, deep left, Justin Holbrock, WCMH. Going back to Cade, you mentioned him picking up the zero block for pass. He did a double block with Traver on the touchdown and he was rewarded with a touchdown I know that's the goal of the tight end to do all three, but to see him do all three and do it well, even after a couple
1: of missed bubble screen blocks. What does that show about him and his season that he's had? Listen, uh, Cade it was unbelievable on Saturday, and, and you saw his play, he had 78 yards, uh, catching, um, he had the touchdown, but his blocking on the touchdown, I mean, he took two guys, like you said, on the backside of that, that zone play. Uh, but it was his leadership on the sideline. I mean, he never wavered, he was right there, he's been like that all along. And, um, you know, for us to, to get that turnover with JT, come back, throw it to him and then him break those tackles, you know, um, you know, it was, it was just kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, this all makes sense right now because he deserved that moment after all the hard work that he's been through. And he does a lot of the dirty work the tight ends do. Uh, He embraces that, but he has a lot of versatility and it's making him more and more valuable every day. And He's become more and more of a weapon. You know, I thought he was a mismatch against a linebacker in that game. And I think C.J. found that matchup several times. So, um, you know, he's blocking at a high level and running routes at a high level. And, he, and like you said, he can protect. So you can do those three things. Um, you know, any team in America is going to want you.
0: Uh, deep left, Brandon Blumen, Buckeyes now. Coach, I'm thinking back to the last three games that were tight in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Penn State, other Dame, and Utah. And CJ's performances in the fourth quarter of those games, I mean, not only has he not turned the ball over, he's hardly thrown to a pass. Um, is there something about the way
2: when you watch him during the course of the game? Like, does he have a different look in his eye? How does he lock in for big moments when the, the spotlight's the brightest? because he seems to perform well?
1: Every game is its own season. Every game is its own story. And here... um Not every game's the same. You know, what I mean by that is there's games where, you know, our guys aren't playing in the fourth quarter. It's just the way it is. Um, Not that we prepare for that, but that's just, that happens that way. Uh, Then there's games where we know it's going to be a four-quarter battle all the way to the end. And, you know, we got to play that way. And I think for CJ, understanding um, that the number one thing is winning is something in the offseason that he's embraced and and that doesn't mean throwing for X number of yards, although it happens naturally. He ended up throwing for 350-something yards. What was he, 26 of 33 and played unbelievable in the fourth quarter. But, but I, I mean, he took care of the football. And that's something that, you know, in some of these games, you know, it's like how important is taking care of the football? It is, it is huge, and he did that. But in the fourth quarter of those games, you know, when it was time to put the pedal to the metal and go get it, you know, he went and got it. And that's winning football. And I think you have to play your best football in the fourth quarter, and that's what you're mentioning right there.
0: Uh, far left, Nathan Barrett, Cleveland.com.
2: When Chip was first uh, repping just a little bit at running back in preseason, I think you used the term emergency to describe his role as a potential running back. Then obviously he's been in that room now for yeah. a couple of weeks. So where is he now in <laughs> relation to the second running back? Where are he and Dallin? What, just what do you think you can get out of him as a running back?
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he's a running back full-time as of now. And um, he's he's learned the offense, so you know he's he was ready to go in the game on Saturday if we needed him. Um, but I think you know even after one more week of preparation, he'll be more ready. So you know he and Dallin will be prepared to play in the game.
0: Uh, uh, second row left, Steve Hellwagon, twenty four seven Sports. Yeah, coach. I want to ask you about two of the things you themes you've talked about almost every week: competitive stamina. That game decided well after three hours had been played already, you know, in the last 30 minutes that you're out there. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, complimentary football, getting those turnovers and punching them in. Uh, did that game reinforce kind of those two themes and just what you preach to your players, I guess?
1: Yeah, and that's that's what winning football and, and games like that takes. Um, we can't lose focus on that because as we get into these, these games in November, we're going to need all three phases. You know, it doesn't you know, matter if you get X number of yards or hold them to X number of yards. What matters is that you win the game. And what does it take to win the game? And we talked about the plan to win. Um and, and that's our focus. But but yeah, the competitive stamina part of it is something that, you know, we can't take the pedal off the metal. And we got to roll and we got to get better every week. And we got to embrace every single week that way. Um and every once in a while you just got to remind our guys and remind everybody in the building what's at stake and and what happens when you when you don't um, you know, show up on Saturday. And these guys, I say it all the time, are still 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old guys. Some of them are 22, I guess. Maybe maybe there's a 23 mixed in. But that's just the way, you know, we, we have to go. And you have to remind yourself every now and again because this is the most competitive environment there is in the world. And every time you're on that field, they're trying to take you out and take what's yours. So you have to approach every day that way. And um, and so, yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. And then, like you said, the complementary football, we need all three phases. Um, even in special teams this week, we asked some guys to play on special teams. Some guys who hadn't typically been on special teams did. And um, and so, you know, there wasn't anything specific that happened there, you know, that, that I guess won or lost the game, but but overall it was solid. Uh,
0: Perth Road, middle uh, Joey Coffman, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, you mentioned Denzel Corner getting into more of a r- rhythm lately. What are the things that are standing out to you that he's
1: doing on film? Well, I think the first thing is he's practicing consistently. Um, he's playing uh, every play at a high level. You know, you don't, um, you know, when you have an injury like that, it takes you out for, for a little while. You have to get yourself back into playing shape. And I think he's he's doing that. And I think he's, his feet are moving well. I think he's covering. I think he's, um, you know, now has, I guess, I guess for him, probably six games or so um, under his belt playing in the system. So I think when you add all those things up, you're starting to see him get better and better. All
2: right, Kelly and Stitz, WSYX. Hey, Coach, there's a lot of excitement and emotion from you revealing that JT was a big Ten as a player of the week yesterday. Can you talk about that moment and the camaraderie within this group?
1: Yeah, that, that just kind of happened organically. Um, we, we do our, our champions meeting every Sunday, we go through. Um, the things that we talk about that are important on offense, defense, and special teams on a Tuesday, which we'll be doing here at 2.30. We review that to see if those things get done. We go through the plan to win to see, you know, what we did in the plan to win, what we need to do better at. uh, And then we recognize those who are champions. And it's a big deal to grade out a champion. It's a huge deal. There's so much that goes in to getting on that field and grading over 80% to be a champion. And so uh, when we call out each guy, you know, everybody in that room is clapping. And if they're not, you know, it's it's a big deal. So there's a lot of energy in the room uh, but when it got to JT as player of the game on defense the, that was the longest list I think we would ever had so I, I took a deep breath and uh and then the guys the guys really like it when there's a list of things that they've done in that game and so uh yeah we were just going through it and the guys were into it and you could just feel it getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it was just one of those things and the guys went nuts and um certainly you know one of the most uh historic games I guess in college football I guess that's not an exaggeration to say that because of what he did, so it deserved that type of excitement.
0: Are you still hopeful JSN could play for you this season, including the postseason? Absolutely. You are, yes. If you if he can't go, given the productivity of what you have now, can you achieve your goals without him?
1: I think we can, um, but at the same time, we'd love to have him back, uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, but. You know this team is is working hard, and you know that's why we build depth because you just don't know. And I'm sure that there's more adversity coming our way. So, um, you know, we're going to rely on our leadership, and um, we're in November now. So you just never know what's coming. And um, I think we've built up some hardness to us, and we got to keep building on that as well.
0: Second row, right, Bill Landis, Ryle. Ryan. um we've talked to you a few times about how sometimes you have to separate result from process. And you said, you know. We ran a baller time out of pistol. Four or five were efficient. Is it still good process to do anything 100 percent of the time, whether that's third or pass out of the given formation? If
1: it's working, yeah. yeah I mean, if you know, I think what you have to do is um, you always look to see, you know, why are you doing something? You know, when you're when you put the back in the offset, well, you give away everything. You know, you can only really run so many things, right? Or it's, it's or the protection's going one way. So, almost every defense is based on the offset of the back. The minute the back goes back there, everything's equal again. And, you know, they don't know if you're running right. They don't know if you're running left. Um, now, they can play a little more downhill, but then, um, as you can see in the Iowa game, we lined up back there. We got a, a huge touchdown play because – probably because he was back there and they thought it was – they thought it was a run, but – um now, if, if you're looking at the numbers and you say, well, every time you're in a certain formation, you're not getting anything out of it. Yeah, move on. Um, I think Trey does like being back a little deeper. I think that gives us something, and it, and it forces defenses to play more honest. Uh, the, 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 the runs hit a little harder downhill. Um, so we take all those types of things into consideration.
0: Now, I don't think the... The concern about that that maybe the fan base has is why do you get in the pistol? I think that I think it makes sense. Everything you just explained. I think it's more why don't you? There was no play action pass at a pistol. I know, but center. if you're four
1: out of five efficient, then what's the problem?
0: Well, you were I think half of your place under center were negative or zero runs. No, one of them was from under center.
1: Oh no, from well, I'm the one right. from under center was very well blocked, and it was it was a really clean play. So. That's, that's not the reason why, is because we line up in the pistol that teams are ganging up on one way or the other. So I don't, I don't quite understand any of that.
0: So the, the inefficiencies running the ball over the last two weeks, how much of that – you wouldn't attribute any of that to perhaps tipping your hand by formation? No, in terms of your
1: no, not at all.
2: Okay. Right next door,
0: W.A. Maurice,
2: Ryan, when you're going on the road to a stadium where there is a shared tunnel – do you have just <laughs> say you're going to go. Now I'm going to go down a bad road here. Do you have <laughs> a few more weeks. Any concerns about that going in? And do you have any preparation to try to avoid any potential problems in the tunnel?
1: Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment on that. Is that
2: something you think about?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We try to plan ahead to make sure there's no issues.
2: Yeah. Um, here separate tunnels do you like this setup at ohio stadium but you guys do sometimes right you got the cross on the field to the opposite tunnel do you have ever concerns or preparations for hey let's make sure there's not anything in the crossover of the two teams
1: yeah we we try to do the best we can to make sure there's no problems yeah
2: is that I, i mean obviously it's their thing you don't want to get involved i understand that but you know It's not great for college football when you have stuff like that. Sometimes they're logistical things that the logistics can contribute to situations. Sometimes that you didn't build the stadium, but you have to deal with the results of it, right? I mean, it is something. It must be on your. It crosses your mind at times to prepare for every contingency. Yes. I get it. I I just don't want to go there. I understood, though. It's a little hot.
1: No, yeah,
0: they're <laughs>
1: good <laughs> questions, though. Yeah.
2: It's really tempting to follow up on that. I, I <laughs> um, we know Northwest had troubles, but they have a really good offensive tackle, and, and so do you. We have two but specifically on Paris Johnson. Um, you know, Skronsky's really good for them. How well has Paris played for you?
1: Well, I think he's getting better every week. I think that he started off moving from guard to tackle. Um, and uh, the more he plays, the more confidence he gets. Um, you know, I know he's. You know, all those guys want to get better in all areas. You know, the the run, the protection. You know, as we start to get against better and better players, um, you know, the challenges become more and more. Uh, and then, you know, playing that way for four quarters, I thought that he played well in the fourth quarter. Looking back, I thought that the protection uh, was excellent, especially in the fourth quarter. That first drive that CJ hit. Marvin on the big dig there, like at fifteen to eighteen. I mean, he they had a lot of time right there. And that's a long time to hold blocks. And you know, Paris is a big part of that. So I think I think he's getting better. I, I he's nowhere near where he wants to be, but um the more game reps he plays, the more comfortable he's getting.
0: He Giving up a sack this year? Uh, I don't know. Tim roll on three. Yeah. By the way, you caught in a Sumner tunnel on your way to Logan. What's that? Did you ever get caught in the Sumner Tunnel on your way to Logan? Absolutely, running late. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so you know the tunnel. Um, is there a calm and a clarity and maybe even an enhanced accuracy with CJ with the game on the line in these third and fourth quarters? It seemed like it was that case again on Saturday. I mean, there's something to call a play, but to throw throw strikes like he did on that, like third and ten, and and then the Mecca and. I mean, what have you noticed about him that's, that's special? And does it even hit you in the moment that this guy has stepped up a notch?
1: You know, I don't know how else to say it other than, you know, like you said, he's got that look and he's got a feel. Um, and in that moment, he had it in that game. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, he's done anything extraordinary, but that's something that I studied for a long time a few years ago. Is like, you know, when they say guys are, are, are playing clutch they're not all of a sudden playing better than their, their best. They're just being, you know, you think about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Reggie Jackson, you know, the, the whole Roy Hobbs myth and all that stuff. It was people all of a sudden just don't do superhuman things in those moments. What they do is they go back to their level of training. And I think that's what he's done. You know, he just sticks with his reads. He keeps it simple. But that moment doesn't get too much for him. You know, he's able to stay even keeled and he doesn't press. Uh, but at the same time, he knows what's on the line. And, you know, I think he likes saying, hey, jump on my back. I got this. And, and you feel that, you know, it's like in those moments, you just get out of the way and let him go play.
0: It's like the second round has started now. Let me ask one quickie. Cade Stover, when you were sitting there in June, here in June, did you see this coming? I mean. Well,
1: um, this started back um, a couple years ago when we, we, he and I both sat down and um, shared my thoughts on, on what, I, what I saw. Um, I don't know if he believed it or didn't believe it, but, um, but then he jumped in with two feet and we, we knew it was going to be a couple year investment. Uh, it's the same thing that G Scott's going through right now, uh, Joe Royer is going through right now, all the tight ends. Um, and then there was a point where he wanted to have more of an impact on, on the team. So he wanted to go play linebacker in the Rose bowl because he just, he felt like that's his mentality, um, did that. Uh, and I thought he brought it a level of, um, an edge to that whole bowl practice because he was there. And then, um, you know, he had to embrace doing that same thing on the offensive side because on defense, you just feel like you can be a little bit more of, you know, your inner self over there. Uh, but he then took that approach to offense and now you're seeing what he can do. He was a very good basketball player in high school, very good athlete, tough. Um, and now all the the time he put in is now paying off and you're seeing the best version of Cade, and it's, it's, um, yeah, did, did, did I know he would be like this? No, but I didn't have any expectations either. But I knew what he could be. And, yeah, he's, he's a special player.
0: Well, thank you Thanks, much. guys. <laughs>